What's up? This is Mark Lopes from Metal Church of Rasta Boss Band. Let us pray. And you're listening to Aftershocks TV. And for, don't forget to keep it fucking metal. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and, and so uh, that leads us actually into what we're going to talk about next, because, you know, because the U.S. is not really I mean, they've been trying to, you know, bring festival. I, I, I they've done a better job here in the States than, mm. than pre- years previous in terms of bringing some of these sort of European, U.K. style festivals yep. over here to the States. We've got the Aftershock Festival now. Uh, you know, pun intended with the Aftershocks TV <laughs> here, but Aftershock Festival obviously had here in Sacramento, where which, which it's kind of like that. You've got Metallica's and you've got a lot of your your really you know your deathy type of bands too, mixed yeah. with some radio friendly you know rock and metal bands as well. Uh, which and it's doing pretty good, but I don't think that's a formula that's going to be a long lasting thing here. Like you've seen these festivals last years and years now over in, in Europe. Um, that have been going on forever, Donington and, like you said, Vakken and all these festivals. I don't know how long these festivals are going to – it seems like the States has tried this before, and it hasn't really – you know, um, it hasn't lasted, you know. So one of the things when we think – when I think about festivals, one of the festivals that really did a good job uh, lasting for quite some time that helped also promote new newer rock and metal bands obviously was OzFest, Mm. okay? Um, so, you know, obviously OzFest has been gone though now. That was not, I, you know, unfortunately what happens is, right, you know, you get these festivals and what usually happens? It's not like these festivals are picking the hottest upcoming bands. No, they're giving these slots to whoever's the highest bidder, right? And that usually comes from what, you know, I mean, that's what OzFest really sure. became after a while. You had all these labels just paying, shelling out money to promote their bands to go on an OzFest on the tour. And... That's just not a sustainable, lasting formula, I think, for festivals here. Mm-hmm. Because people here do like their corners. Because I saw that, too, with OzFest. You know, everyone who was in the Pantera and Ozzy and just, you know, the, the bigger bands, they would, you know, go to the first stage. No, a lot of them didn't care about who was on that second stage yep. or the baby that's stage, fine. as they call it, right? So I think I'm going to bring up here, uh, this is a festival that's been, you know, we, we were going to talk about this on the last show. Uh, but this is a festival that I think, it's, it's out of the Bay Area here, Okay. I think if you're going to do festivals here in the States, this is how you yeah, kind of like have to one. do it. Yeah. You have to kind of do it in, in this way. because So this is – it's a new festival that's starting this year called the Omega Fest. It's put on by uh, Forbidden, the guys in Forbidden, Craig LeCicero mm-hmm. and, and Chris Contos, who's now in Forbidden uh, as well. Obviously, the drummer who's been a machine head and a lot of – just a ton of Bay Area bands over the years, yep. uh, the drummer. So this was something that I, I was so happy to see. Because this is how I think you, you're going to grow festivals, and it's got to be sort of regional. Okay, so this is obviously a Bay Area fest. You've got um, just really, it's not like you have a ton of Bay Area bands playing there. You got a few, obviously. You got a you know a couple. Forbidden, obviously, is the biggest one, and Hatred. Those are the two that are big out of here. But sure. this is sort of, I like this festival. I'm really excited to see this because obviously, I'm a huge Biohazard fan, and they're on, they're doing a reunion thing right now. So I'm yeah. glad they're coming up here to the Bay. But you've got a good blend here, okay? You've got now. This is sort of a. I, I, it's it's not a classic, you know, old school heavy metal thrash festival. It's got a blend of everything in it. You've got the '90s with Biohazard who's headlining. They were obviously a band that came out in the early '90s and did well in the early to mid '90s. Yeah. You know, Forbidden 
was one of those bands, right? Late came out in the late eighties. They were been around forever, but they didn't really start putting out albums uh, and get signed and so forth until about 88, 89 ish, I believe. Um, and then you've obviously got a newer band with Warbringer, you know, that was a mid two thousands band on that new wave of thrash metal yeah. that came out in the mid two thousands exciter. Obviously they're your classic band from the eighties in here. And then of course they did a great job bringing in a, you know, a Hatriot and Bewitcher and all these more newer sort of thrashy, a couple of more death tinged band, just a good balance of the, not just the musical styles, but of the eras as well, which is what I like about this. And I think this is how festivals here are going to thrive. It's going to be regional. Yeah, I mean, to have a, a touring thing like OzFest, it was great for the time, but that's just not something that's going to be able to sustain itself. And, and the reason why it really kind of went away, it just isn't going to work like that. They tried Tattoo the Earth Festival. That was another traveling yeah, tour right. that went from city to city. Same thing. If, I mean, that's a great book that uh, uh, the, the guy who put that together, Scott, mm -hmm. uh, I forget his last name, but... He uh, talks about in this book about how it was just such a pain in the ass to go from place to place and to get, you know, the, the cities to approve them to play there. You had a lot of pushback with a lot of the residents in the area. And that's why it just didn't last more than one year. Sure. And so I think this is the way you have to do it here in the States. You've got to not just make it one little corner of, okay, just a, a thrash metal fest or a hardcore fest or a metalcore fest. No, it's a blend of, of, of everything. A little eighties, a little nineties, a little bit of new days, you know, new style, two thousands, 2010, whatever it is. And putting them together regionally and not make it a traveling tour, just, do this in all the big cities. And we've been seeing it with like, you know, things like Rock, Oklahoma, right? That's lasted now for a yeah, while. That's right. That's a regional festival. So um, this is, you know, just my take on how festivals should be here in the States. This is just a good example. The Omega Fest. I'm really looking forward to something like this. I mean, what's your take on what do you what do you think is a good way forward for festivals here in the States that in, in your opinion? I think I think something like this. I mean, just before I answer that question, that music hall. What's the uh, capacity of that music hall? Okay, know. so you see, theater. It's not a huge. It's a perfect size place. I mean, mm. I, it's hard to really put a number on it, but it's it's not a small club. It's not a huge club. It's just like sure. right in the middle. You know, I guess thousand to two thousand people you could fit. Yeah, that's decent. Thousand. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I know. I know that couple kind of thousand. in my head. Yeah, I can see that. But well, I think something like this. I mean, if it's, I would go and see this in a heartbeat. Right, I'm not going to pretend mm -hmm. to be a, a huge fan of every band on there, but I can talk about what sure. I do like. Um, in, in the sense that, and you said it's been it's been put together by Forbidden. They're making a comeback, and they've you mm -hmm. know reestablished their social media presence. And I, I just got to talk about Forbidden for just a second. Mm -hmm. Um. That album they released, I've got the years here, 2010. That could be released today, and you wouldn't know the difference. Oh, yeah. It's on if you like Testament, you like Death Angel, you like Trash Metal, you're gonna love this. There's when you look at some of these bands, if you're just if you don't really and I'm not claiming to know Forbidden's discography and I know all the band members, mm -hmm. I don't. I know the last couple of albums and they are just unbelievable. Paul Bostov and Gene Hoagland played with Forbidden. So if those guys are just hanging their hat with those band, with that band, then that will just give you an idea of the level of musicianship. So you don't even yes. have to talk about that. It's an incredible album. Dates back, as I said, 2010. Um, check it out. You're going to love it. Biohazard, I saw, I think I saw them in Donington a couple of years ago. Can't mm. even remember. Exciter, just classic trash metal. We know all about that. And Warbringer came across my radar back during um, mid-2020, during COVID. 
Oh, okay. and we were all just stuck at home doing whatever. And I just, I don't know how we discovered him, read it on Blabbermouth, downloaded it on Apple Music or whatever, and an incredible band. But what's interesting, if you look at the years, Biohazard last album is 2012. Everybody knows Evan Seinfeld. Forbidden was 2010. Exciter was 2010. Uh, but Warbringer was 2020. So I like the mix, to your point, I like the mix of what's coming in. I can't, the other bands on Frolic and Hellbender, I'm not overly, know the names, but not overly familiar with uh, the music, so I can't mm. do it justice, but I will check it out. But I think this is an awesome kind of subsection of what a festival could be. It's never going to be an Ozfest, and that's what we're going to talk about, but it's never going to be that. But I just think I would go and, I travel for this, and I'm getting to this stage, you know, where I've seen so many bands if I see anybody that's more than an hour away, I'm going, mm, not too sure about that. Whereas when I was 16, I traveled a thousand miles to see Iron Maiden, literally yeah, I know, over yeah. to the UK from Ireland. <laughs> but now I'm just older and, you know, it's selective, I guess. But I think this is an awesome lineup. Uh, you know, Warbringer, Forbidden, you know, Exciter, Jesus, mm -hmm. Biohazard, come on. I know. Tell me about it. You know, and that's the thing, too. I think, you know, what happens with these festivals a lot of times is once it does well, Okay, you know, for more than a year. Okay, mm. each year, just like anything, and I understand it, right? It tends to grow and grow. So then you just so for this year, like this festival, okay, they are planning this Omega Fest. They want to do this on an annual basis. That is the plan, which yeah. I think is great. I think every city, major city, should have something like this. You know, yeah. the, depending on you know, and it should be with the important, most important, I think, to this is it's led by band members in the scene. Like I said, Chris Contos and, and Craig Lassister, sure. guys who have been in the scene, the thrash scene in the Bay Area for, for you know decades. And they're the OGs here. And it's put together by them. It's not just some, some promoter coming yeah. out of town and coming in and doing it. It's got to be – and then what happens with these festivals, it's just like we saw this. There's a great festival that, that – I guess it started about seven, eight years ago. It's called Psycho Fest out of mm -hmm. um, Vegas. And it started off as just like a stoner doomy type of festival, okay? You know, and Vegas is a great place. You got all these venues, right? It started to grow. It did well one year, got bigger the next. Next thing you know, by its third or fourth year, you have an Alice Cooper headline. Yeah. You have a Megadeth there. Yeah, you have him right. dancing. And I just think once – I get that they want to make it bigger, but then once it gets to a specific size like that, it's you have to start compromising with the original idea of it. You know, you can't have it at a smaller venue like this. You have to have it at a bigger venue if you bring in mm. an Alice Cooper or a Megadeth, obviously. And it, it, then then it's just, it's like we saw with even, I mean, I'm not into that music, but look at even, there was an indie rock fest that started out years ago that was taking place in this little town in the desert in Southern California mm. called Coachella. Now we all know what that came about. Now you got the <laughs> Kardashians and all them going to it. So this is what happens, unfortunately, here in the States. That's right. Right? Because a lot of these promoters and people, just investors, whatever you want to call them, they see, oh, look at this thing going on out there. Wow, people are making a pilgrimage out there. And they're, well, then we've got to get our, our hooks into it now and we got to skew it a little bit so we can get some higher profile people to go to it. And then it just loses what it originally was and then it goes mm -hmm. away. And when we kind of saw that with OzFest, because when OzFest started out, uh, that was a great festival, meaning they were really promoting a lot of the new and upcoming bands yeah. in the late 90s there. Um, like, for instance, I'm just going to – I'm actually going to bring – to speaking of OzFest, we're going to move this, but I want to bring uh, something here. Uh, just I wanna, I, Let's go ahead. We're going to look, okay? Just give me a second here to bring this up. 
we're going to kind of look into, if you look at OzFest when it first started out, okay, in the year 97, I believe, or 96, yeah. I think. I think 96 was the first one, okay? Um, so let's go ahead. We're going to bring this up because I want to just look at the bill here. Now, it was a, this was the second year, okay, that 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 that, that House, OzFest was about, okay? I remember this was a huge year. It was at, I saw that um, what, what at the time was called Giant Stadium, which is sure. now I believe, Metropolitan Stadium and. Uh, New Jersey, East for the, for New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, you had by the second year, first year, you, you had a lot of more underground bands. You had your Ozzy, of course, who headlined it. And then the second year, they had it at a big stadium. You had Sabbath, you had Pantera, of course. But then you had a lot of, a lot of you know, non, no-name bands at the time. You had Cold Chamber and Downset yep. and Slow Burn and Neur Neurosis. And these were like bands, Okay, in the late 90s, where you had a lot of the new metal stuff in there, you had a lot of the stoner rock stuff with Slow Burn and Neurosis, which was sort of a doomy, you know, experimental band. And then you had your Drain STH and Cold Chamber again, new metal. On top of that, you had obviously the bigger name bands, Machine Head, Fear Factory, and Pantera, and so forth. Hmm. But they had the big bands, and then they had that side stage for those really, you know, those up and coming bands. And I loved it. And then as years went, you know, on and on, the next thing you know, you had Iron Maiden, you know, on there, and you had. The That's biggest right. metal and rock bands known to man, you know, Judas Priest, I think, might have played on there, I think, one year. So it just it, it, it starts off with, a, I think, a real underground feel to it, you know, mixed with some well-known bands. And then, of course, just obviously when promoters are coming to, to I mean, when promoters are being offered 50 grand, if you put this band on there, sure, why yeah. not? Come on. And the labels were doing that, obviously. They were just, you know, paying to have their bands on there. And it, so it doesn't really come from this, I hate to use that word organic, but it doesn't come from that place mm. of just based off of a great band. You know, there has to be all this other stuff behind it. And so, you know, speaking of OzFest, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but, sh you know, there was this thing recently where Sharon Osbourne, right yeah, said that, yeah, she's open to maybe having an OzFest again. But I don't think OzFest... I don't think you can do that again. I don't think it's going to last. It might, they might be you know, okay for a year or so, but I just don't think a, a, a festival like that is going to work anymore in this day and age in just the way the music is. I don't know. What's your, what's your take on that? Uh, yeah, I think there's, well, first of all, the fact that it's been discussed is positive. Anything, anybody who's promoting rock and metal, then I'm listening to it. So mm -hmm. I, like, I like that part. Even if I don't like the genre, I said, hey, they're talking about it. But, you know, the OzFest went from, uh, what was it, in 96 to 2018. I thought it finished earlier than that. I was, I moved to the U.S. in 14, so I've never been to an OzFest for one reason or another. Maybe it just didn't come my way or I was traveling or whatever. I used to travel a lot. But, you know, but and the second stage was where those, a lot of the um, the smaller bands jumped on board and became bigger bands, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of them faded away. I was looking at Slow Burn, Pitch Shifter. They were a good English band. I remember that. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Industrial. One, one CD, but yeah, that's right. And then Ultra Spank, never heard of them, right? So they just drift. No, no, not every band. Kind of industrial metal band, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. but so you, but I, I like the, like it, it gave it, they gave them a shot, basically, and yeah. whether it was a buy on or pay to play, you know, I guess there was. But one of the things I read that Sharon said this week was that, hey, look, we're not trillionaires and it's a lot of it's going to depend on. Obviously, this is the music business that has to make money. They have to make mm. a profit. She's not going to go out on the road to break even. She doesn't need the money. I think she doesn't. It's, it's called OzFest. Ozzy is no way playing those festivals. Ozzy, you know, I'm a huge no. Ozzy fan, a huge Sabbath fan. You know, but Ozzy's too old. He's too frail. He's getting older. And if she's talking about this now, then maybe, and even if it's, if they're, 
thinking about doing it. It's not going to be until maybe 25, 26. Ozzy then is two years older. He's not going to be playing there. Ozfest, the name is the the name Ozfest is the brand. Obviously, to get to put you know people to, to put asses on seats. I get it. Ozzy's not going to be part of that. No way. Um, just based on his age, it's not going to happen. But hey, if it um if it's coming back and it's coming my way and there's a decent lineup, what I'm not going to do because again, too old. I'm not going to stand in the field for eight hours watching eight no, no. Just not going to happen. I will. You know, I will, you know, come in for, unless it was an exceptional bill, maybe I'll take that back a little bit. But for the most part, I would just see somebody, the top three or four. I've seen a lot of bands over the years. I may have seen them in the year gone by. I said, I ain't going out at two o'clock in the day to stand in the field on it. And I no <laughs> drink a beer and a hot sauna. Just whatever. can't do it anymore. Which is great when man. I was 22 yeah, or something, exactly. but not at 53. No. Uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and that's a, that's a great point, too, you bring up. There's two things you just brought up right there, like you said. I think, you know, it's the music business, right? So mm-hmm. any of these organic festivals, like like this, the Omega Fest, right? Something small like that, that can sustain itself because, again, yeah, there's a business part to it, but it's not it's not so much a business. The overheads, where, yeah. Yeah, the, it's just, it, yeah, the overhead for, for put, like you said, putting a festival out in the field and stuff, forget it. It's just, it, there's too much that goes into it. If you keep it sort of small and you keep it a little bit more, you know, intimate that way. I think mm-hmm. that's what makes these festivals last. Once you start bringing in a bunch of, you know, of, of the big business and, and, the, and the agents, you bring in the managers, and, and of course, everyone wants their piece. And that's understandable. Like you said it's a business, and so you, you just can't have a really organic festival like that unless you keep it to a certain, you know, capacity, a limit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then, but I remember, and then, Matt, just just really quick. I remember, um, you know, going to the Donningtons. You know, talking about the Donningtons. So I went to Donington '86, '87, '88, and '91. I think it was. I think I think they're the years. And you know, even back then, I'm just looking at some of the eclectic. Um, I've written like I went to '87. I was at '87. So Bon Jovi were basically arguably the biggest band in the world. Slippery when wet was mm-hmm. out, and they were on that tour. It was Bon Jovi, Dio, Metallica written down, uh, Anthrax, Wasp, and Cinderella. I mean, wow. the, I, there was, I would guess, 70,000 people there. Following year was Maiden, Kiss, David Lee Roth, Megadeth, Guns N' Roses, and Halloween. There was 107,000 people at that. Wow. This was Maiden on their seventh son of a seventh son tour. So they were arguably the biggest metal band in the world. They were bigger than Metallica in 88 for sure, because um, obviously the back album was a couple of years away. And then over the years then there was a... There was a mix of different bands, but I think I think the I don't know what the festival is. Again, I'm I'm older, so I'm not looking at festivals. So if I if if, if a 35 year old is a big metal fan like we are, is that appealing to them anymore? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if if the if the appetite is there for festivals, or is it just the big mega gigs like Metallica, you know, with Pantera or you know whomever is touring? Is that where it's going as opposed to having? 10 bands on over 10 hours. I don't know. I, don't I, know I would I would just venture a guess. I don't know either you're right, but I would venture a guess it's it's that. It's not going to be the big festivals. And and the reason why is just because of what you said before that mm-hmm. I, I want to bring up was yeah, I mean, people at our age. I mean, for one, okay, the festival, I mean, it's it's a lot of money, right? So you, a lot of the, a lot of young metal fans are they gonna pay that kind of money? Sure, you know, a hundred plus fifty dollars a day to see a you know a festival. I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't think so because you, you're on top of you know, parking and a pop of whatever you're going to buy at the show, yeah. whether it's refreshments and, and, and beverages and, and merch. I mean, it's like we say, anytime you go to these sort of shows or festivals these days, you're easily 
three to five hundred bucks easily. Hundred percent. You're buying a beer for fifteen dollars, and that's exactly exactly. So I just don't see you know a a lot of the younger generation doing that. But uh, another thing is, you said for for but for guys, even for uh, like ourselves, for people like ourselves in our forties and fifties and so forth, we're not going to stand in a field like you said for ten hours. Because it's like I, I can't sit there and have one beer every three hours. I can't do it, man. I'm I like to have a you know I like to go with it as I'm going with the music. But if you've got ten to twenty bands, it's, it's hard to keep up. With I can. That. This is this is no word of a lie. Richie again talking about Richie and Focus. I mean, he was there looking at the year 1988. Megadeth were on, and then what? We, again, remember, there's 107,000 people, so you got to go for a piss every 20 yeah. minutes. You got to grab a beer every half exactly. hour, or whatever. But mm-hmm. we were we were drinking pretty heavily if i can remember sure. and and we were do obviously you did it in rounds so you, we were bringing back three beers you know walking down and then mm-hmm. it was this much gone when you got back right because you yeah. just meandered through whatever and I, I if i can remember right i miss megadeth going for a beer because it wow. took me 40 minutes to go and get the fucking beer so yeah, you um, go, yeah. that's all i saw was him coming on stage and i was trying to look back or whatever i, I missed the entire set get, getting a beer and then by the time you get back there's this much gone and then you drink that quick because it's a hot, sunny day. And then the next guy goes up. And this went down all day long. And then, you know, you take one piss, you're done. Right? Yeah. You're done. And then, mm-hmm. so I, I can't go back. Break that. that seal and that's it. Yeah, you, you don't have to have power. I don't, I'm, do what's more is I don't want to do it. I, I don't even know if there would be a festival good enough to make me do that. Again? I, I, no. just don't, I don't think it's there. No, not not a one that not one that's got, and that's the thing through festivals, right? I, you know, yeah, you there's certain bands you want to go see at those festivals, but they're also only going to play for 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> that's right. You know, so that's the thing too. So that's why I think this Omega Fest stuff like that, for at least for like I said, old fucks like us, uh, it's like perfect because you've got eight bands. You know, I, even my right. buddy when I was showed him that, he's like, ah, we're, we're, I'm not going to get there to start that that i don't have the stamina for that you know maybe th- we'll do like five or six of those bands you know and then yeah. that's it you know but um but it, it's at least you know it's it's doable because you know it, something like that's doable because it's also lo- at, a, at a smaller location like you said you're not waiting online for no, 40 minutes no, to take a piss I, I do that i would do that and it's indoors yeah. i mean indoors, it's versus indoors. Outdoors. that's a big thing too so that's the thing too i mean i get fried i i'm like i burn like a lobster so i i can't to me being the sun for for all day it's just no i can't do it man i did so, that i yeah. went i wanted to see guns and roses i think it was um they played slain festival in um in ireland was it, guns, it was guns and roses and it was a stinking hot day which is unusual in ireland and whatever way the sun was coming down was just beating on this side of my head. So I got fried on this side. <laughs> and this side was perfect. So, uh, yeah. And I, I know not a Guns N' Roses fan, so what a waste of a day that was. <laughs> I know. <right>? <laughs> <laughs>